just keep it simple. If the money's right, we don't care where the job is. Got it? Let's quit jerking off. Get down to business, see who's hungry. I know your real name's probably not Bonnie Ross. You don't need to know my name. The only thing you need to know is the job's real and the money's real. But since we're in this nice place, might as well just call me Mr. Church. Okay, Church, what can I do for you? Wait a minute. I'm still waiting for one more guy. Who? Hello and welcome to episode 60 of the Grass and Gear podcast. I'm Effin Grasper and as ever I'm joined by my maternity co-host Daniel Gear of Bolivia fame. So hi Dan. Hi Tony, how are you? Good, thank you mate. Um, I did just spill Yerba Mate all over my laptop about 40 minutes ago, which gave me a panic that the podcast might have to be cancelled, but I've got everything out of the <laughs> keyboard, which is good. Well, that's um, it, quite it, averted. Yeah. And obviously we are recording kind of like around lunchtime today, which is rare, to, to record with you in daylight. I know, I know. And um, outside of drinking hours. Yes. Yeah, we'll, <laughs> we'll come on to that in a second. Obviously the title of today's podcast is a big clue of, of who we've got on today. Um, but Dan, I thought it, Grass and Gear has got such a reputation for killing content creators. I don't know <laughs> if you've noticed, like we've had Jim G on, we've had Samo, we've had Ted Redwood. It doesn't matter who we get on we kill them after a period of a few months. So we thought we'd flip flip it today and actually resurrect some content creators, which we're really looking forward to. Um, so we've got none other than Cleon coming on to podcast today, on to podcast. Um, Cleon Hobson, say hi. Hey, up. And how, if people, I don't know, if people don't know who you are, do we do we call you an ex-blogger? Do you want, a, do you want that tag? Um, well, I've actually got some news on that. Um, I'm going to be starting a new blog. So we are, we basically are resurrected, aren't we, Dan? Yep, bringing back, uh, so he's now a blogger again. Yep. I am, yeah. <laughs> Good stuff. So the reason for getting on Cleon today is obviously we're going through, well, it's, it's kind of your 60th Cleon, so we're kind of celebrating your 60th along with our 60th podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but I thought also we'll, we'll go through your bucket list, obviously, um, not just FM23, probably more longer term than that. Obviously, there'll be lots, there'll yeah. be lots of FM23 kind of um, feature requests and stuff that YouTubers will probably produce very soon. But ours is kind of very much a kind of a what can we do to save FM uh, in the longer term, really. So we're talking about that. Um, but before we do all that, we should do the drink open, shouldn't we? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I am going non-alcoholic, which is a bit of a change because it's, because it's daytime. And I've got to go to do school runs. Uh, so I'm just drinking Yerba Mate, the one I've freshly repaired again. Dan, <laughs> what about you? I have got a 330ml um, Koppenberg strawberry and lime. So it's only a small little one. That's, That's something like said. you, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Is this because it's obviously in the day that you're taking a bit yeah, lighter? I've got, I got to go do the school run as well. So I think it's just one and driver do. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Cleon. I don't normally drink, but I've gone all out for today. So I've got an alcoholic original Crabby's ginger beer. Wow. And how amazing. He's breaking his um, new drink rule to come on grass and gear. Brilliant. I am. Yeah, we yeah we, we, we break down all the boundaries, don't we, here on this podcast. <laughs> yeah, this will be my first drink in about 15 years. Blimey. Okay. Well, enjoy that spark, Leon. I know you love the spark too. I will do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. Don't get me started. <laughs> okay, spark up when you're ready, guys. Right. I've just sit my straw. How do you spark up a yerba mate? Well, I don't really. I, do, I normally put the herbs in the in the little kind of bombardisha thing, uh, give it a little shake, and I just pour hot water in it. Really, so it's really nice and quiet. It just only gets rowdy when I start pouring it over my laptop and screaming fuck. <laughs> um, yeah, that was a bit dramatic. But at least it wasn't doing alcohol like you once did, Danny, on the podcast. <laughs> Don't think I've forgotten. <laughs> <laughs> right then, so, so Cleon's bucket list. Obviously, we've got four things to talk about uh, this afternoon. Um, the first thing, Cleon, I'll let you introduce them each one by one. Um, but yeah. how, how are we going to introduce your item, what you're going to do, and how is it going to improve uh, FM? 
Right, so first one is Football Manager Live. Yes. I know Sports Interactive have said that they'll never bring it back, but I think bits of it could be implemented into maybe um, in their online play. Yeah. So I'm I come at this from a very uneducated um, position really because I never played Football Manager Live. It, I think it came it yeah. came out around the time I was probably not playing much of the game. I was at university, I think. I, I don't know how many years it was active for. I don't know if you want to give a, a bit, bit of a background for listeners if they don't actually know what it is. I, I think it originally launched around 2008 to 2009, somewhere around that time. Right. Um, there were 12, what it was, there was 12 game worlds and you used to get put into them, and then you'd got loads of stuff you could do. But then they revamped it in 2010, I think it were. Right, okay. Um, they split types of servers that, well, game worlds. You had fantasy players and returning stars. On the fantasy players one, uh, it was just like FM, where players retire and they'll be replaced with new gens. On returning stars, um, after a while, game world got reset. So it never got full with new gens or anything. It, once aging stars had aged, everything just got reset back to like zero. Oh, okay, so was that the, the game database just starts again? And is it the same players? Yeah. Been? Okay. Yeah. Uh, Dan, did you play FM Live? I did, but I joined in like I would say halfway through, um, towards the end after like cause it was getting a lot of hype from people that I spoke to, and I I, I personally didn't enjoy it, but I think it was because I joined it so late, it was yeah. already sort of established. So I think I, if I remember correctly, I took over like a team that were bottom of a already existing league. So yeah, I think it was hard if you was joining an established game yeah. world already. Yeah, so I um I. The experience for me was probably different to what other people who jumped on early was. Um, and uh, obviously, when I joined, start, I think it was, like I said, a bottom team, it was a bit confusing what was going on. Because um, it, was it wasn't quite, if I remember correctly, it wasn't quite the same um, format as um, the actual game from Manager. And I just remember it being really white all the screen. Yeah, it was. Yeah. And. I've, I've, I I can't remember did they use real name players or not in the one I was in but when I joined it was like well what do I do now and I like I said it was already established that was probably the downfall for it and I uh, found it really hard to get into and I was actually enjoying Football Manager itself at the time so but everybody who got in early or played it seemed to have really good feedback on it I think game the game itself were a bit flawed I think but community aspect to it were quite good I think people mainly used it just to make new friends and just have a laugh really mm. so I think that's why it gets hype it gets yeah it's, it's definitely got a cult following I think we, we've had a couple of people on the podcast before who have raved about FM Live I remember that was it was it Chris Eady or was it Ed Wilson saying that they were staying up late at night to sign yeah, up both, both, something. both of them really hyped it up I said it was good I find it very strange though back to Cleon's point about um bring it back with some form of it with how um, like online gaming has evolved now from where it was all those years ago and you see things like um, network saves online like all the visuals doing streamer showdown imagine if they could have their own game world yeah. where it was a continuous thing and maybe multiple leagues in that surely that would evolve their aspect of the game as well um, and yeah it would uh, rather than it just being like drafts all the time maybe if they had an actual game world where they had promotion relegations um, bidding on players selling players you think for, from that sort of aspect to, and from a, probably from a viewer point of view if you were watching them doing um, all these transfers and dealing with each other and seeing how they would approach that would probably be quite in, interesting to see it was probably one of those things that was probably a bit before his time yeah, I was just about to say that. It, I know I know FIFA's yeah. got Ultimate Team, hasn't it? And that's become really yeah. popular. It's almost like FM needs that kind of version of it. Um, yeah. Like player trading amongst other people and you go up the leagues with your mm. team. Um, yeah. And all, all Football Manager Live were a bit more arcade. 
along them lines um, you used to be able to upgrade your stadium you'd be able to have um, different banners billboards inside your stadium and whatnot <laughs> and i think each level took like 30 days to learn so you couldn't like max it all out straight away it'd take months and months uh, but you could do it to spot regen um no what was it I think you could do it so potentially your players they could get an extra star or something. Right. And that'd take like 30 days to learn for rank 1 and then I think it went up to 5 ranks in total. Yeah, I mean um it, it's very strange that they they don't go back and re- um reassess it now. Cuz I'm not sure if it's exactly the same, but didn't they do some sort of spin-off of it? In Korea with it or something. Yeah, I believe they did. Yeah, I think it was Mark Duffy who was heading it up, mm. I think. Yeah, that's right. When, when we had Mark on the pod, didn't we, years ago, he did mention that he went over to East Asia for yeah. that. Um, but I suppose, I don't know, it's, it's weird how online gaming's grown so much now. Every game really comes out with an online element, doesn't it? But FM yeah. to largely is just still an offline single player, isn't it? I know it's got Fancy Draft, but although there's, there's a lot of hype around the Fancy Draft, it's probably not a lot of people actually playing it. It's more, probably no. more more people just watching the big creators doing it. But actually, you need you need like a, a community to do that kind of um, that fan yeah. draft to work well. You need to know people and log on. Whereas if you see more like Cleon's suggestion, it's more of a kind of you could just log into an actual server world and then you, you yeah. network that way. Yeah, yeah. I suppose one of the issues with it was um, did you both you all have to be online at the same time? Was that was that ever an issue with that? No, you had like a set time to play your games yeah. in. So, so when leagues were set, uh, you'd have like moderators in, mm. and they set leagues up, set prize money out, and everything. Um, and when you got your fixture list, you'd have a certain day that they had to be played by. Mm. So then you'd message the person who you were playing, and you'd arrange to meet up online. If not, you could set um, AI to take over for you and play your game. We'll see, like, because I can remember playing like network games back in, I don't know, FM seven, FM six, when it was like what's that? Was it a Hitachi thing you had to download? Yeah. And um, yeah. play with people on that, and I really enjoyed that. I mean, like I said, that, like back when I was in college in school and that, that was really good. But it, the FM itself doesn't seem to really have evolved from that point of time. What are we talking nearly fifteen years ago. 20 years ago, maybe, for um, online play. Like, all we've got now is still network things, which is there back then, and a bit of fancy draft in that. Well, I, I don't know the exact figures of people that play it, but for my my um, part of the community, nobody really plays it. It's only what we see on things like showdowns and playoffs and stuff like that online. So um, it, it feels really untapped part of the market, and like you say, going forward, they... they with the newer generation playing a lot more multiplayer games and online, you think it would be something they look at bringing back? Yeah, obviously, I suppose we can't really speak for the younger generation now, but they must, from a default level, young people now just expect everything to be online and be able to play yeah. online. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Have we exhausted everything there of Full Manager Live to save to FM? I get. I I completely agree. I do think that's a, a game mode that could be introduced and. Could just spark up a lot more interest in getting new mm. players into the game, definitely. Yeah, I think it fits with draft model that they do as well. I think it fits with that sort of thing. Yeah. Okay, should we move on to the second one, Cleo? Yeah. Yeah. Um, this one involves youth intake. When you get a youth intake, you've got no direction in what positions players play. Or anything. I think that's a bit unrealistic. Mm. What I'd want is maybe they could revamp it and throughout the year before you get your intake, maybe you get information about what attributes they, they might have to start off with or what positions they are and then you can interact with your youth staff and maybe ask them to train specific positions for them. Because it's more beneficial for you, yeah. or you think that their attributes are more suited to something. I I, I agree, and it, I think youth development is a real area of the game that could do with a lot more developing. 
even just like better interaction with the coaches and um, head of youth development before the intakes more um when we get that intake preview now whereas like it's all like marked out a plus and all that i'm not personally a fan of that because i think it's misleading um you get like an a star for um, a goalkeeper and then on the picture next to it you get like a red mark on it because you're only getting one goalkeeper but it's, it's a bit misleading where it is I think when that screen comes through you should probably have a list of players then with the positions they're in not necessarily any potential abilities or attributes or that don't have to go in that far but if like you say if you've got a player that's not going to fit your style at that point six months before I think you can start retraining them into different positions they don't even have to generate the attributes at that point but it would be a start and then even when they get into the youth team I still feel like the interaction between yourself and this whole under 19, under 18 coaching staff you've got is limited to one training report a week if you tick a box there's not really any sort of um, push from the coaches to be like well this, this player's really good he's performing this is what we think he should be going what position we got the development screen which just shows a couple of graphs and that but it doesn't actually delve into an, how to improve that player or what we their coaches think you should do to improve that player yeah i agree especially if like you're at a club whose board and owners want you to focus on youth development it'd make much more sense to tie it in with their objectives mm. and whatnot. Yeah. I'm just thinking of the like the the youth coming in before they come into your club, like what Cleon originally mentioned, like, you know, a year or two before. Even one step further from that, obviously the only way you can encourage a certain type of player is kind of is it um, is it from the head of youth development, isn't it? And the coaches you've got in your staff. But like yeah. could you not I'm guessing could you not like kind of get a a flavour of the player from like even when they start joining your, your your club at like seven, eight, nine, that you kind of want these particular attributes to be drilled and focused on or even if it's a case of like, okay, we want this kind of makeup of a player or we're gonna train on these kind of pitches and it, it generates a certain style of player. It just feels like you, you're kind of just given sixteen year olds that you've got no you just you got what you've got what you work with, haven't you? Really, you can't you can't dictate anything on there. And I know they've got, they got no identity, have they? It's like no. you say, let's just pick some like Ajax or Barcelona. They've got a identity of the way they play and stuff like that over the years. Their yeah. whole youth system goes based on that. They play the same style. They play. They try and recreate players to make it for the first team. Whereas if our clubs on FM, we get players at sixteen, which are basically all neutral players they've got not real and even like things like traits and stuff like that you might get one or two that's got some in but there's no sort of identity to players here that i can't believe because the whole point of youth facilities and that is the before they get to the intake but there's no option to create a even a philosophy for the, the um teams before that and they're coming through and you've got this whole youth facility that you um, upgrade and all that but nothing actually really benefits apart from it maybe an increase in standard of player coming through yeah we've, we've got that kind of we've, we've got national stars haven't we as a template style that you know the the, the new gens coming through will kind yeah. of have have the impact on, on the nation to come from so like brazil for instance might have more wing backs and they might be more technically focused but they should be yeah more there's, there's a difference between yeah club well. exactly it should be club orientated shouldn't it really like like your ix like you mentioned or barcelona kind of thing yeah, you should just have more input on everything to do with it. Yeah. I think on um, there yeah, maybe should be like a, on the development tab, uh, another one where is you imp, imp, even if you just implement a tactic that you want all your youth teams to play like behind in the um, scenes, so they, the players are already being put into that sort of formation, into that sort of philosophy. So when they come through, you're not spending the years between the 16 and 18 and 20 starting from zero they're already coming through in that style and you're just tweaking yeah because you've made that great point before Dan where like for instance two or three years into a save when you first start a save you might have to play a certain way because you don't have the players yeah. but in the background you might want the youth to come through playing a completely different style yeah. um, just long term planning isn't it yeah. 
But do, do you think FM doesn't do it this because hardly, well, I would say the vast majority of players don't actually get beyond like four or five years of a save? Possibly. I think I saw Miles tweet out once that average person plays two seasons, I think he said it was, or yeah. something like that. Right. But then is that because the um, investment in the long-term save isn't there with things like this? If if there was like a option to add more identity to your save, add more development, get more back from youth development, would people be more inclined to play longer? Yeah, it's a good point. Yeah, it's what comes it first, is, isn't it? Because yeah. a lot of people get excited by youth intakes. It's best day that they wait for, isn't it, to see what they get through? Yeah, because personally, I always find there's a. I don't like the middle ground where you've got kind of existing players and new gens I'd rather really had a full new gen world that's when it gets really exciting mm. where, you, where you've got new gens in, intermixing with uh, current players it's, it's never the same um, for me personally um, no I've heard lots of people say that recently yeah but there are a lot of people that don't like new gens as soon as it gets gets to all the real players gone that they they don't like it anymore and they start a new one but I think that like you you can get so much from the game from developing youth, especially if you can develop them to uh, fit into a style and um, of the way you're playing in that. And there are plenty of people there who've gone youth only saves and stuff like that. And this would be a real addition to it with our depth to those sort of saves. Yeah, definitely. Because you get the homegrown saves, and, and there's been there's been many years where I've tried to do like a homegrown eleven, but if to do that you always got like three or four guys where you think they don't quite fit but you're just playing them anyway because they come from the academy yeah. whereas Ajax wouldn't do that for example would they like if they're not good enough Ajax aren't afraid to ship off younger players because they always know they've got like another 30 coming in next year that are all all in that and philosophy another thing that annoys yeah. me about it is so sometimes you get your youth players poached don't you yeah well apparently we poach youth players but the game never shows us they because they come, they just come through our youth intake. So like, but they never tells us like, oh, you've just poached a player from Sheffield United for ten grand or whatever. It never tells us that. It just does it behind the scenes. Right. Now that's that's only a case of a news item. But I think like even if you just got that news item come through, that would like you'd be a bit more invested in that player straight away. Well, well hang on a minute. Why why is my head of youth development just like this? Ten, ten, um, thousand pound, fourteen year old or whatever coming through in two years' time, you'd be waiting for that player, wouldn't you? Yeah, you'd be excited to see. You would, yeah. yeah. You'd even possibly try bringing him back at a later date or something, wouldn't you? Yeah, definitely. Uh, any more on youth guys? Or um, no? God, we're whizzing through these, aren't we? Um, <laughs> we're halfway through Cleon's bucket list. So what's third on your bucket list, Cleon? Uh, like an arcade-style mode adding, where you've got like achievements to do, or quests, or even scenarios. So, like, because a lot of people like collecting achievements. I think Dan does, doesn't he, on Xbox and stuff? He prints it out, I heard. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he does. But. On this, you could have, like, I don't know, you go into a game and you've got to, like, score three goals in that game to survive or something. Just something that's a bit more challenging. Mm. Uh, but it's throwaway as well, so you don't have to concentrate too much or you don't have to play it for hours. Just something to gear a break from playing normal FM for a bit. Yeah. So they, they kind of, FM, I don't know if it still exists now, they, they tried to do that, didn't they, with the FM Touch mode, didn't they? Or FM Classic is... As it yeah, was, where just, they had achievements. You could just um, take over teams and stuff, couldn't you? And have yeah. um, challenges and stuff, like stay up with this team or whatever. But then I think, yeah. if I remember correctly, couldn't you just, like, you could just pick Man City and it would be like, oh, you start bottom of the league with Man City and then you're like, oh, you got to stay up. Yeah. But I think going back to what, what yeah. Cleon says, Cleon mentions about it, it, it should just be throw away. I think it's a good point those yeah. challenges were still felt kind of more like a save didn't it it still felt a bit of an effort to do like who's really going to be doing all of those achievements other than you Dan <laughs> many years ago I used to run a website where we focused on scenarios I used to create them inside game and then I'd upload them and write a little blurb about it and then people would 
attempt to do them. It used to be quite popular. Oh, actually, yeah. yeah. I don't know if I was around when you did that, but that actually is a really good idea, isn't it? Um, yeah, I used I used to do it with Dave Callijag from Sorted Artsy. Right. But, but it was like um, I think people do like challenges in it. So I remember we did a thing on Slack where um, we picked a base formation, and everyone had, like who signed up had to build a tactic in that formation and same team where we all did like sort of challenges see who did the best yeah but it went down re- yeah. really well people enjoyed things like that so I mean like you could easily have things like win a, win a league with this formation or something like that you know people I think people do really enjoy challenges and stuff and like you I think, think so it yeah. goes back to like the FM line thing that it's much more of a thing these days with like you know Xbox you got your achievements on PlayStation you got trophies I know in Steam we got we do get some sort of achievement but it never feels like anything it's just like just pops up in the bottom corner but there's, n- yeah. there's no like it doesn't feel like a challenge or uh, anything like that there's no sort of like pre-notification you're going to get these things or what you've got to do to get these things without going out and looking for them yeah when you mentioned Slack before and where you're all created one. It'd be good to tie in with this as well if you could have like an editor and you could make your own challenges or yeah. achievements. So again, you can like do it with your friends yeah. or if you run website, you've got content to create and get your users to do it and whatnot. Mm. Definitely. Definitely no, option. Bring it back. Yeah. I think a lot of a lot of players, like we, I think a lot of people normally play saves and they just say, sign the same people, don't they? Mm. over time like you could have so many parameters added to your save you could be like you know you can only go x amount you can't only go beyond that value of player signing or you've got to play like you mentioned down that tactic or you've got to recruit from these areas um all those scenario based ones like you perhaps what edit what cleon did edit like uh the save to be a particular point in time or scenario um that would be brilliant actually yeah i think a lot of people are play something like that especially if it weren't too time consuming you could just like pick it up and play because yeah. FM, FM in general is an hard game to just pick up and play you've got to invest a bit of time it's something you play for like a few hours not just like half an hour true yeah and I think that's probably where things like I don't, I keep mentioning FIFA I don't really play FIFA anymore but like that that element of FIFA where you just pick up and play one or two games a night yeah. and turn it off with FM, what what realistically would you be able to do? You'd literally just like play one game. Well, I mean, if you played key highlights in mass, in quick volume, <laughs> you could probably get through a few. But I think we'd struggle, wouldn't we, Dan? If we only played FM for like one yeah. hour a night, what would we do? Yeah. <laughs> It'd be frustrating. <laughs> but no, it's like it's definitely something that. Um, I mean, they got rid of the FM touch mode, didn't they? They did, yeah. Yeah, so I mean, it, it probably it's something with that, which was a bit more streamlined game. If you had challenges, it, people could pick it up. I know there's a, there's a guy who worked with you plays it on the Switch, and um, he was playing it the other week on break. And honestly, just like the difference in speed of the game, you was literally like finish the match, press con- spacebar equivalent, press whatever it is on the Switch, and within two minutes, he was into his next match. Yeah, it's like, like yeah, the old game. Plays it. Yeah, and um, if you had challenges in that or things that in those sort of styles, I mean, you could I could see him wanting to do challenges, you know, score so many goals in so many games or do this with a certain thing, you know. It's definitely an option for him to uh, explore. And, like, it goes back to the FM Live where it's almost what everyone's doing these days and FM isn't. Yeah, if you could create leaderboards as well, mm. so you could invite your friends to yeah. into that particular leaderboard, yeah. and then see how many you can do, and whoever gets yeah. best points score and whatnot. I don't, I don't, I don't get leaderboards in FM. Like, can oh. someone explain it to me? Because it just seems really glitchy and buggy, and it's like it means nothing because it's just their Steam IDs, isn't it? Yeah. But yeah, I, I have no idea how it works. No, it'd be great, like what you say, to build your own leaderboard. Like, you could have like a. I don't know, you could have a Slack leaderboard, you could have a website particularly, or you could just have like a community leaderboard. Um, that would be much better than what we get, because I, I, I see leaderboards sometimes, and you're ranked like millionth. And like, what does that mean? <laughs> I yeah. need to be better at the game, I think. If you're a content creator as well, you could use it for competitions, you could yeah. give prizes away and stuff. Yeah. yeah. 
Okay. Okay. Um, so that's achievements slash arcade style. So this is the fourth and final uh, bucket list. I'm sure Clean could go on for for yonks anyway with more, but we we we're narrowed down to four. So do you want to introduce the fourth one, Cleon? Dynamic world. Hmm. Uh, wouldn't it be good if you would, uh, you'd probably have to make it opt in or opt out because I'm guessing it won't appeal to everyone, especially long term. But what I'd like to see is like rules change, new leagues are created, you get breakaway super leagues and whatnot. I know that rule changes happen now on game already, but it's not really immersive enough, is it? No, I think that they only put the ones in that are, are planned, don't they? As well. They do, yeah. Um, what your suggestion there is kind of like so dynamic that it actually AI is in control. Like the Super League would be great to unfold, wouldn't it? Can you say? <laughs> Yeah, it would. Imagine it, you're 10 years in and then suddenly your team or your rival breaks away to another league. Um, I'm guessing SI's response would be that there's licensing issues and they can't do that, but I'm surely it's not beyond the wit of man that we can't, you can't do something like that, really. But also, um, that, like, we've got leagues at the moment, like you've pointed out before, with South America, they're in, already in the game, they're so buggy. Yeah. Can you imagine how buggy that would be? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> all right well i won't trust them to implement it properly uh, i know um a fellow blogger from 11 one looked at the, that baseball game you know was it on the park is it or something on the baseball game that's kind of really popular yeah. and yeah. that has those kind of scenarios i think it's played out in terms of players so a player could decide randomly to go and do something or retire early or change their profile i don't know and it, it, yeah. it just feels more dynamic. And that when he was tr- he was basically he did a piece for us comparing FM to that baseball game, and he just said the baseball game was like leaps and bounds beyond like what FM can do in terms of imagination. Mm. Um, but that new mean, F1, you mean by that new F1 on? management. Oh, sorry. Sorry, sorry, sorry uh, Cleon. Uh, Dan's obviously being rude and cutting out guests. Sorry, so. I was... <laughs> so uh, that new F1 management game that's supposed to be dynamic with its rule changes and tyre changes and stuff that's supposed to evolve and change over years yeah so so it'd be good if FM could as well yeah it's definitely a good idea I mean like even if you see things like um, there was a talk a few years ago like Belgium and Holland joined up together to um, join their links and stuff like that and like it, you, it goes back to the one of those challenges things. Like you could have it, whereas you, if you don't want it in the game, you, you could sl- sl- select a bot to untick it or something. Yeah. But or if you want, if you want that sort of style of play um, in the game, you can tick the box and be open to dynamic knee changes, nation changes, teams moving and stuff. I mean, I read the other day that PSG might be getting kicked out of the French league. You know. Obviously, there's legal issues with SI, but there's definitely a way that these things can be done. Yeah, this yeah, you could even do it on a virtual world if it had to be where all non-real teams yeah. and stuff. I'm sure that would still appeal to people. You can. Um, there's so many routes you can go down. Like even just kind of like FIFA making rule changes of the game. So like for instance, they could start doing rollouts or something, kick off, or they could they could change the t- the game, the match time of say. 60 minutes as opposed to 90 minutes and stuff like that um, and you could maybe get to vote on it as well I don't know it, it, that would be good I think to just to, to brighten it up really well, so, um, um, that F1 manager is coming out in August and one of the um, features it's got is you can vote on um, rules and regulation changes going forward so even sort of things like that like like you say about changing the length of the games or the even stuff like the size of the pitch or uh, numbers of players, etc. Yeah, it'd be good, that. It's definitely something worth looking at. Yeah. There's a lot of people excited over that F1 game because it's so dynamic with its rules and mm. that like that. So it proves that people do want that kind of stuff. Yeah. I'm actually wondering if, if SI, because I know, that, isn't there like a few people that have worked on, on that game have gone over to that game to develop it? Yeah, some have, yeah. Um, yeah, I've seen that. I'm wondering if, like, SI are, like, keeping a really close eye on how that game is received by the community. Because I know there's a lot of FMers that want to 
I wouldn't say transition over to that game, but I think they'll, they will, we're going to see a lot of, I think, content, especially from the visual side, where we're producing those F1 videos. And it's almost like a sideway pivot, isn't it? They could become so popular that actually people won't play FM. Yeah. And I reckon thing. SI are going to be like looking over their shoulder thinking, oh Christ, if they've got dynamic game worlds and that's really what they're after, they're going to have to do something for FM. So you might as well start thinking about it proactively. But it's, um, it probably fits quite nicely with the um, FM cycle. In the August to November will be like prime F1 time. And then November around till now will be FM time. So yeah. it could work out both ways. It's like you was, was saying about um, things that can make additions to the game and stuff. And uh, like I, everyone says, like what more, more can they do to FM? And just even these four ideas, I assume there's still more they can do. But like last night I was, I was playing a bit of FM. And... Um, I wanted to compare three players to decide which one to sign and even something like that I can only compare between two players at once yeah I've, I thought this before actually, the other day same thought yeah you can't you can't compare more than two players can you it's crazy yeah. and that's like well I can only obviously you can if you go and like create a view and do it all that but when you just go on the simple compare with screen you can literally just do one for one yeah. like and a lot of times, most like transfer targets, you'll be looking between three or four players. They're just a simple addition like that. Why can't I compare three or four players? No, and definitely. Yeah. It's, it's just think this go from small tweaks like that to bigger ones like dynamic links and nations and stuff like that. Mm. There's still so much more they can do. Yeah. And hopefully they will do. Because hopefully it doesn't ever become stale. They are doing. I would say over the last few years the features they've added some of the headline ones have been a bit underwhelming or haven't come off as you would have thought they would yeah like you go back like um, development centre was a big thing data hub was a big thing and like they haven't really like um, medical centre as well they've, they're all additions improvements slight improvements but none of them have really been the headline features I think they hoped for yeah, it's true, right? And if we're talking about small changes, I'd like them to be able to um, develop something so we can check historical data oh, and yeah. stats and yeah. stuff when we're in game. Yeah. It's stupid that we can't. Again, that baseball game that I mentioned earlier, that, that has historical data that builds up. And even from, I think, previous actual real-life baseball leagues, it's all loaded mm-hmm. in there. So you can, you can go back like 20 years and see you know, a, a full career of a player and what they've done, that would be un- unbelievably good in, the, in FM, wouldn't it? As, you think as, it would. as stats come more and more evolved, and more, they're finally, make, like, they finally making a win again, they're becoming more to the forefront in the game. A lot more mm. people trying to do their, air uh, quote, many ball saves. Their, the fact that it del- deletes the data every season is amazing, yeah. really. And especially as well, you've got you've actually got to do your analysis at a certain point in time that makes sense, like where you've got yeah. like a, a, at least a whole year loaded. Like if you do it kind of like in December of a European league, you're only going to have like three months of data. That's yeah. really stupid, isn't it? Really, it is. Um, you can't even check historical goals. Like no. how many have they ch- scored in Champions League mm. or stuff like that? It's just league goals. It mainly tracks, isn't yeah, it? it is. and it's player mm. profile. Yeah, so frustrating. And even when you've got a player that's played like in the Champions League and they score goals, after that season it's wiped, isn't it? And you can only see the league again. Yeah. Um, yeah. There's, I know for a game that's meant to be like kind of data hub, data analysis, that does yeah. certainly need to improve, doesn't it? It does. It's still basic, really, isn't it? Yeah. Um, going back to your point, Dan, about features, do you think, obviously, Cleon's... Cleon's four ideas are, are things that aren't really tied to an addition. So, like for instance, if you brought that in, it, it's not just a, it's one particular addition. It's like longer, longer term. Do you think yeah. the fact that they've tried to do over the last few years a feature that is kind of just like almost seen as a quick win? It's like okay, here's a here's a medical center or here's a data hub, yeah. but ultimately it's not very it's not that in depth. It doesn't change the way you play at all. You mean you, you don't even have to use it if you don't want to. And, I think we've been arguing now that the data hub is kind of it is is useful, but really only when things go wrong. Really to analyse, it's not yeah. like you're going to be jumping in there every week or every month of a save. Well, it's the thing with something like recruitment meetings, like 
everybody, uh, quite a lot of people wanted that or something similar added to the game. It was added, and we've had no changes in, in the t two years since. It's still very basic. It doesn't really work as a function, in a sense that it doesn't. It's very um, basic. It just offers you a few suggestions. You can't really tweak too much of what you want to ask for, and yeah. it's, you, you still get suggestions. Like you'll be playing with somebody, and you'll get like my bathing suggested to you, and you you've got a transfer budget of like ten million. It's like yeah, it's just rank. Thanks for that. And um, it's it's the same with the medical center. The medical center was added. There's a big like promotion towards it. And like, how often do you look in the medical center? Not very often. Yeah. I mean, you you, you I can play used it since it came. Out. <laughs> you can play it without even going in there. I think I do it for manual rests. It's good to it's good to summarize rests, but you can do that on another screen. Yeah, I can do that. I I manual rest on the squad screen. Just right yeah. click in, select the players I want, and right click on them. But, that's what I do too. Yeah, so I mean, like, it's just it added extra clicks to the game and not really for any benefit. It's like even, even with injuries, it, when they go back to um, light training, that doesn't even if they just had a bit of um, daily updates on the player. Oh, he's gone back to light training today. You know, it we're happy with his progress. He done ball work. He didn't do ball work. Just like just a bit more depth to the to the feature. That would actually make you want to look at it rather than players returning to training in four days. Then when he goes back to training, it's like player needs match fitness, and that, that is all you get. Yeah, there's so much more context. I mean, like when a player in real life comes back to a into a squad after being out for a long time, I'm guessing that the coaching staff will, they want like daily updates how he's doing, yeah. won't they? Because like it's a big thing, like they're getting a, an asset back into their squad. And you don't really want to push it too far that they get injured again. Whereas we are just literally told sharpness and condition, aren't we? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and even, I know I know they introduced that little that little tweak recently where, like, if it's a big injury, the player's bravery will go down. You you notice it in the attribute screen, but you're not you're not actually told about the mental side of his, his return. Like, is he going to actually no. get back to it? Like, in real life, I know when Aaron Ramsey had his leg break, it, there was a lot of discussion about the mental... Like recovery of that player, like will he go in for tackles again in the future and stuff? You do definitely want to know, I think, if a player is now not going to be the same player as he was before. Um, but literally, you you wouldn't notice that. You'd only just see the the bravery go down by one or two, and that's it. It's never never spoken about again in FM. But if you didn't look, you wouldn't know it went down. Not at all. Yeah. Mm. So I mean, I think it's feedback in general, isn't it? Yeah. You just don't get enough of it. Yeah. And like there's this thing we hire all these coaches in um, recruitment analysis and all that doctors, si sports scientists, and you don't get a lot from them. It's basically you just fill in gaps really on the coaching screen, and then just hoping for the best that they um they're doing what you hope. Yeah. Yeah. Thing is, I understand that they're not going to do it all in one year, but it's definitely something that is at the forefront of improvements that I, I'd like is more yeah. uh, um, interaction in for, for your own players and transfers and youth players and stuff like that and added a bit more personality to, to each member of staff yeah you're like, right you, I mean, it's, it's just filling up it's just that you just see that coaching you see that screen don't you of staff and you've got like six out of eight and you know you need to get two more coaches yeah and like, you can go down the route of, of making them so they fit the formation tactic but other than that they're just like they're just dots on the screen, really, aren't they? Like, yeah. Well, you get your staff, yeah. you get your staff meeting, but it's just quite repetitive stuff every time, isn't it? Yeah. There's, there's no. It all feels a bit like, oh, right, okay, cheers, thing up, move on, move on, move on, because none of it actually adds any personality to the game. And I understand it's hard to add personality to a game, which is like a spreadsheet, and you don't can't see a person's face in that. But I, I, I remember once like. We we create this manager man at the start of the game, but we rarely see him again. <laughs> True. Like, when we do our press conferences, why aren't he sat at a table or something? You know, just in the background. And even over the years, evolve it to like anim animations. So we got all these like our raised fists or, you know, put arms out. Why haven't we got our manager man doing that in the background? It sounds bad, but 
I don't, I don't mean to offend anybody that listens who's passionate about it, but I would do away with all animations and all all faces, everything to do with that element of the game, take it away. Like that that manager man, when you set it up, you never see it again, like you said. It's pointless, it's just a waste of time. And also, the new gen's coming through. Like I'd rather not see it now, really. Horrific, aren't they? Yeah. It just is, I don't know, it just... And the gestures as well, like you mentioned, Dan. I don't... Yeah. Do you use them anymore? I don't actually ever, ever use them. <laughs> I, I rarely use them. I mean, I think you're meant to, but I mean, I rarely use them. But if you if you felt that you were getting something back from it, into it even if it was a sense of just seeing um, your manager man doing animations in the background, you might be more inclined to actually select it. Or at least it would be a bit of a feature at the start, you know what I mean? Yeah. I think that sums up Football Manager a lot. That it's got lots of stuff in it, but there's so much you can skip and don't have yeah. to pay attention to. And yeah. a lot of the features have been unfinished. Like they, they had good ideas at the start, but they were put in a game and it's been untouched since. Yeah. So that medical center kind of in, was introduced. Has it changed since it came in? No, I don't think so. I don't think so. Same with recruitment meetings, same with Data Hub. You know, I don't think. I think while, when they were at it, they were probably good ideas, they had good intentions. Um, it probably, at the time, I mean, if we went back to playing before, we'd probably be like, oh, where's the Data Hub or whatever. But I don't f- think when they put the features in, f- from a um, player's perspective, those features never evolved on. Mm. They're just like oh, adding more features rather than adding more depth. Yeah, it's like recruitment uh, meetings that you mentioned before. Mm. I've been playing in Iceland and I've done 12 seasons, I think, there. And my recruitment meetings, they only ever tell me about people on my shortlist. Yeah. They're not even identifying <laughs> players that I, that I don't know about. They're just telling me about players I do know about. Yeah. Seems pointless. Nothing, nothing really. I mean, like, I would say this year has been a bit different because I am um, in Estonia. I've only been looking for Estonian players, but they keep recommending players that are not Estonian. Now I should be able to put on there. I only want Estonian players. I I should be able to add ahead of a recruitment re- meeting. I know we can select positions and stuff, but I should be able to say like. I only want this player, this nationality, or this type of player, or this age thing, and you'll you'll get. Yeah. You should be able to add more, like have a, a pre-recruitment meeting, say what you're looking for, and then on the recruitment meeting they actually provide sensible um, options and re- recommendations rather than just offering all these people that you probably don't want. Yeah, that'd be a lot better. That. It's almost like one step further as well. Like in terms of that recruitment meeting. It's just for that particular window, isn't it? Like you mm. could, could you not like have it where you say, okay, this, I know I've got a 32 year old in my team, but, and I know his contract comes up in 18 months, let's say, for like for two years, you're going to want a target within two years to come into that role and that position in your team. Go find it and suggest someone that's kind of like 18 months down the line would be good enough or uh, the age profile you want or Estonian, whatever. Like it just seems very much like it's, it's, it's in the moment, isn't it? It's like, are we. Yeah here's your short list of players that we recommend that you know about, do you want them? And you you just basically say discard every time, don't you? Well, like, you I do, remember yeah. having the conversation with you before, Tony, about, like, let's use your 32-year-old left-back as example. Well, we've got a 17-year-old that we think should be a first-team player in three, four years. Our 32-year-old's got um, 18 months left on his contract. In 18 months, why don't we look at this 32-year-old, 31-year-old, to fill the gap for a year or two until a seventeen-year-old gets to twenty-one. Yeah. And there's, there's no, you're right. There's no forward planning like that. I know some yes. clubs in real life don't have that forward planning, and they're very much like in the moment or just reactionary to the transfer market. But like, you can't tell me that there's big clubs that kind of know already the kind of players they've got them on their radar. They've already scouted them. They're almost yeah. lined up to go and replace. And I think. Maybe like at Arsenal, I think the left back, Kieran Tierney is an example of that. I'm pretty sure we were rumoured or looking at Kieran Tierney for like many a year at least before he actually signed. Well, then, 
that, that's probably across a lot of clubs. A lot of clubs is like you look at um, Man City with Hala. They let Aguero go. All right, they looked at King, but they were never really. They they made bids in that, but when um, Spurs said they wanted more, they were like, no, sorry, we can wait twelve months. Yeah. And we go for Hala. You know, there was a lot more of a process about it. And um, you, we don't really seem to have that in the game. You know. Not much fluidity in FM. Every, there's lots of individual um, aspects to it, but none of it really links together to gear a better experience overall. Yeah, I mean, does does the does the data hub feed into the recruit means? I don't think it does, does it? I don't think so. I no. mean, in real life, surely that would it would all sync together, wouldn't it? You'd you'd be told a player's like position, age, profile, but you'd also be given like metrics about how he's performing in the game. What in real life? Yeah, you should be able to ask them to find people based on their metrics. Yeah, because obviously we've got loads of them doing wonderful stuff on spreadsheets, but they're doing mm. it because there's no way to do it in the game. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I got, I got one final request to add. Go on, Dad. Well, it's, it's not your bucket list, but feel free, it's, as long as Cleon's happy. Right. For He's always happy. Uh, <laughs> always. Um, <laughs> To have the option to remove England from the game. <laughs> no matter what nation I go to, my scouts or whatever or always recommend players from England. It's like it's, in, it's like I'm in Estonia at the moment and they're recommending like League One player, English player. It's like, I don't fucking want an English player. You know, it's mad, isn't it, when you think like how few English players do actually move. <laughs> I know it's changed slightly in, in, in recent years, but... Yeah, I, I know what you're saying. We, hardly any English players do go to Estonia. Is, yeah. Has there ever been one? I don't know. But it's, it was just sort of, it's just a thing that uh, I've noticed over the years. No matter what league you're in, you always get recommended English players. It's like you will have these English players in Bolivia. You will have them. It's like why yeah. do Wayne Rooney come play for me? <laughs> <laughs> I've um, I've noticed something similar, but it's not England. But I know sometimes in South America, you you'll get like recommendations of players from Africa, and it's like okay, they're in your budget range, but there's no way really that they're going to come over. No, I mean even probably in the game, you probably could throw money at them, and they would come over. It just seems a bit weird, like sometimes the mm-hmm. the, the offerings you get aren't tailored to the location mm. you're you managing at. No. Yeah, I get that a lot with African players in uh, Brazil as well. Yeah all the time yeah I'm glad it's not just me I've always just noticed it it's just a weird weird thing yeah I try to avoid signing them yeah because it just don't feel realistic to me yeah if we're asking for stuff removed from game um, I want new gens who's got uh, sports interactive staff names removing oh, that pisses me off that <laughs> the g- ginger beer's kicked in <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, we've not really tackled like things we want removed from the game. I think there's a lot of stuff I probably would want removed. I mean, I think the UI, the user interface, could be redone completely. Um, it's very yeah. click-heavy. The amount of clicks you need to get to places now, it's, it, I think perhaps because because if we're in a cycle of additions where it's, it's standalone years, I think you add, you add a medical center in or you add a data hub, but they're kind of standalone, and the people that develop it probably move on to another thing. And it's like what Cleo mentioned, that fluidity completely needs to be like revisioned I'd imagine yeah yeah well quite a few years ago I think it were FM 17 um, they designed a new skin uh, all new UI and it made it even worse you had, you had to do more clicks to get to screens <laughs> that took one took one click I think it took like four or five so when we were in beta they all got feedback and they had to redesign a new UI within a few weeks mm. Because it was just awful. <laughs> but to be fair, like a lot of majority of people, who I um read their content or whatever, play with um the skins added on. Like, yeah. I mean, obviously, a lot of the streamers and stuff play with the base ones. Uh, um, I think there's certain reasons why they have to. But um, I definitely think that. Well, like when I've written with the pieces for the byline. You have to uh, revert to the original skin for screenshots and stuff, which is fair enough. But when you actually revert to it, I think, oh, fucking hell, this is actually terrible compared to what I knew to. <laughs> yeah. I think, um, I know that, I know the reason why this, the default skin is kind of as it is, because it has to, like, tailor on different 
screen resolutions and stuff like that to make it accessible for everybody. But I don't see why yeah. they can't say like, okay, this is your this is your most common monitor setup or this is your most common resolution. We're going to make a really good skin because it, I know on the default skin, what frustrates me the most is that you'll get like a player profile screen and you've got those little widgets at the bottom, but sometimes they're like duplicated. It's just, it's just, that's just laziness. Like you've got career stats and you've got career stats next to it. That shouldn't be default, should it? No, not at all. Um, it's just so much work you could do there. And I think, I don't know, to be fair, before I started creating content, I don't think I, I think I was a default skin man. I, Cause I didn't think, I didn't really know that other really than that like in the cm day certainly i don't know if skin was a thing then um it was yeah, yeah I, never, I never knew about them <laughs> your eyes have been opened Tony. they have yeah by you dan <laughs> uh, <laughs> um i really enjoyed the discussion today is there anything else you want to add obviously the if we if we're done with the any um if we're done with the bucket list we can move on to any promotion of community content if you have any but I know we we probably want to talk about what Cleon's doing next really as a discussion point. Yeah, I'm I'm done with bucket list features. Yeah. Well, let, let's hope someone ESI listens to this podcast and go beavers away and documents all those four things and more. <laughs> and FM twenty three and beyond is is amazing. <laughs> let's dream, eh? <laughs> let's dream. <laughs> Okay, so clear. What are you going to do next then in the FM world? Uh, two things really. First, I'm opening a new website, um, but I'm not doing it alone this time. Grass and Gear's very own Dan's coming along. Fifty-one percent of the podcast is backing you. <laughs> yes, and uh, Doctor Ottoman off Twitter. He's he's involved with it with us as well. Yeah. So we're offering to. Well, we're going to try and do something different that's not been seen before. We're still going to do some tactical stuff, and Dan will probably blog about his game. But we're going to try and do some stuff that we feel um, that people aren't doing at the minute. Because I think there's still lots of content that people can do that's different and varied. At the minute, all content seems the same. Whether I'm watching YouTube videos, streamers, or bloggers, it's all it all tends to be similar. So we want to offer something a bit different. Yeah, well, let us know if you've got any creative FM. Um, put that on there. I don't think Dan would let me put that on there on his site. <laughs> uh, websites, we've already bought it and we've got hosting space and that website's already active but we've not changed theme on it or done anything with it yet that's getting done in the next few months but if anyone stumbles across it and if they tweet me and let me know first person who does i'll buy them fm 23 if there is one because they've not tweeted about it yet have they no and obviously everyone knows i love giveaways so this is technically a giveaway it is Um, a giveaway yeah so they, they just tweet you, Cleon, or they can tweet the Grass and Gear account if, if anybody finds this site. Yeah, first one to find it and they'll get FM23 bought from. Wow. Ooh. Exclusive. Okay. And Dan can't, but Dan can't enter. Oh. <laughs> I'm, I'm, guessing, I'm guessing Ottoman can't either, can he? <laughs> he, he knows about it as no. well. No. Yeah, and him, he's banned as well. Okay. This is like the old, I don't know if, do you remember... Um, there's the craze about two decades ago, or maybe a decade ago, called Google Whack, where you try to get a Google search result of one of one. Did, did, did you ever hear that? Maybe it's just me in my little bubble. It's become popular. No, I never heard <laughs> okay, of that. Okay, so a Google Whack is where you Google something to, to get the search result down to one of one. And it's quite hard to do nowadays, and it gets increasingly harder as, as websites get set up. But it's almost like a Google Whack where you've got to find Cleon's site um, and just find it on its own. With via Google search. Ah, uh, there's a tip for any listeners. Yeah. <laughs> Tony, Tony can't know either. He's <laughs> already looking. Yeah, I'll try. Um, Cleon, there's there's another thing you want to talk about as well. I imagine, isn't there? There is. I've got um, a football manager book coming out soon. Um, I finished it last week. Um, I've sent it to people to. I'm getting it designed into a proper book now, um, a digital one. It'll be free of charge, um, so that should be out in a couple of months when it's 
being designed properly and it being spell checked and whatnot. Yeah, it's probably like later on in the summer, if not just before FM twenty three. Could, could, could be timed quite well. Hopefully, just before then. Yeah, it could be timed quite well. Yeah, hopefully, it? it could. Yeah, it's just a collection of my work, really. It's not. It's not all stuff people've seen before. Ninety percent of it's new stuff mm. that I've either adapted or rewritten. Um, but this will just be first of many books. I've already started. Well, I'm about halfway through second book already, so. That's what I'll be doing for most parts, writing books now. It's be like an anthology, it'd be like a library, <laughs> just books. Yeah. Yeah. And then will that be hosted on the new site as well for download? It will, yeah. That'd be good. I think people are looking forward to that because I know when I've been on the forum before, and you mentioned it before, a lot of people were waiting like, sort of patiently for it. <laughs> Some were impatiently waiting. <laughs> <laughs> they were. It took me a lot longer than I expected. Mm. It was far more effort because I did bits and then you give me feedback. I sent it Dan to give me feedback. Mm. He gave me some feedback, so I ripped up bits and just started again. <laughs> so, <laughs> it's, all my, so it's all my fault. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So if it's crap, blame Dan. <laughs> well, that's what I do for the podcast. So yeah. Um, but no, I think when you write when you write anything like that, it kind of spirals, isn't it? What starts out as kind of a really concise, you know, one or two like topics, and you, you can spiral, with, especially with foot manager as well. There's so much to think about, really. If you want to, you can make foot manager simple, yeah. but you can also make it quite complex as well. I suppose that's the beauty yeah, of the game, yeah, isn't it? It is. These this first book, it started out as a more generalised one, and then it was just becoming far too big, so I've had to decide to split it up into different projects that's why it took um, a lot longer to finish than I said it would originally yeah okay it'd be uh, good I think everyone's looking be looking forward to that and um, also it'd be great um, when the most sites have been running and um, that's good it like, just shows like there is actual appetite for the written word and I think FM's a great game for uh, the written word and um, I think it could done well and um, like you said, you've had you've got your own website too, haven't you? With a few people, and that's, yeah. that's gone, gone well. Oh, see, we're gonna have like a rival website rivalry. I don't think we will. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, obviously, I'm quite. You know, obviously, I'm passionate about the written word, especially for FM. I think, I don't know, the the way content's going really nowadays is visual. Like that's where the popularity is. But I think if you actually want to learn about the game, or or like kind of take someone's thoughts and real insight, I think it's best delivered via a blog or a written written piece of content as opposed to a video because like, you can actually like have the game up and then also have have the blog up or you can go keep going back to a blog whereas if it's a video you've got to go back to the timestamp of the video and I don't know it just doesn't translate as well as I think I think visual side is more about the actual creator like the popularity or the the face whereas yeah, the, bl- the blogger is kind of that the insight and the the reasonings for why someone's doing something and the why which is which is what I like um, so it's nice to have another website launch, obviously. Something to be to be happy about. Yeah. And it features Dan as well. See, Dan, you're <laughs> moving from the forums to blogs. Is that okay? Yeah, I'll be, I'll be fine. Yeah. I'll be, I'll be fine. And I, I, like, um, I'll be adding some of the pieces, like I sort of write for the byline and stuff like that. And um, I'm going to try something different with my FM23 saves, so that'll be added in as well. Are you going to attempt to win this year? <laughs> I was right. thinking maybe you're going to do one of Cleon's uh, scenarios or you know that kind of that kind of challenge. Well, never know that. Like after our discussion day, like when we said about the slap challenge, maybe that could be something we can do on there. Definitely. Pe- yeah. pe- people could um, we set a tactic and people can um, show us what the results they get with that the team we choose and stuff like that. Yeah. But no, it'd be, it'd be good. And I think there's like we said, there's still an appetite for it. And there's definitely, like you say, working with. Um, how to improve and how to get better in a game and explaining how the game works it definitely comes better on written word yeah I think so um, perfect alright guys I've really enjoyed the discussion today I have as well right. yeah me too thank you um, very much for thank coming you for on, having Cleo. me on yeah thanks to Cleo oh, for coming thank on you and, for and having me. thank you for those listening and happy 60th yep. yeah happy 60th <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank you <laughs>